It's time for Taking Care of Business on Midlands 183. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Midlands 103. Hello and a very good evening to you all. It's Tuesday the 4th of July. I'm Ronan Berry and you're very welcome to Taking Care of Business here on Midlands 103. Lots coming up between now and 8pm, including Jed Dowling of Dublin Pride. We'll be along to talk about National Broadband Ireland as they lead the way by completing Pride at Work training with all their employees. Also, I'll have a full recap of the Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards, marking the enormous contribution that local businesses make to our regional economy. The awards were dished out at a gala event in Mullingar last night, attended by over 500 people and the votes of over 12,000 of you, the listeners to Midlands 103, were judged upon by a panel of judges and the awards were handed out. There are some phenomenal stories and great business stories on that coming up in just about 15 minutes time. And also towards the end of the show, I'm going to go live to somewhere on the Shannon between uh, basically Roscommon and Limerick, because as you're probably aware, Ray Carlin of Lakeland Kayaks, along with Brezzy, They've started kayaking the entire length of the River Shannon. It's almost 300 kilometres or possibly even more. They're on to day five of it at the minute. Undoubtedly, there are sore bodies and sore limbs. It is, of course, all to raise money for a Lust for Life, a mental health charity that was established by Brezzy himself. So Ray will join me towards the end of the show to give us an update on exactly where they are, how they are, how the fundraising is going and, of course, how you can get involved and play your part on that. If you want to play your part on this evening's show, as always, you can do so by text and WhatsApp. 083 103 is the number you'll get me on. Always delighted to have your opinions and your thoughts as well. If you've got something bigger or a story you want to get in touch with, uh, business at Midlands 103 by email is your best bet. But to begin this evening, um, I'm going to introduce you to another family business in Tullamore. It's run by a husband and wife team. They are Frankie and Sinead O'Reilly. And that business is Playtown Tullamore. And um, they were nominees and finalists in the Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards last night. Didn't take home the award this time. But that's not to say they haven't been collecting some fairly significant and important awards recently. Frankie Tinead, very good evening. Welcome to Taking Care of Business. Good evening. Thanks very for having much. us. I saw on your Facebook there today, you celebrated six years in business with Playtown. So what inspired you to set up a business like Playtown? We had the... Priya, really, our daughter, inspired us a lot of the way. Um, we always had the idea of trying to come up with something unique um, that wasn't already in Ireland. Um, so we created Playtown Tullamore, which is a children's museum based over three levels. Um, so the first two levels is Playtown itself, which is a miniature town play experience. So you can be a Garda, a chef, a radio DJ, uh, work in the supermarket. Um, you can run the Tullamore Credit Union in Playtown, or you can drive around in the Colton Motors Drive experience. Um, and then we also have a third level that we call the Ice Rooms, which stands for Imagine, Create and Explore, um, which is Lego, Connects, Creative Flakes, Magformers, Arkit, Gravitrax, Colouring Station, and lots, lots more. So our idea was to try and appeal to children um, and adults, all families basically of all ages, all abilities and all imaginations. When it came to the concept, designing it, coming up with the different levels, the different um, aspects to it, who was the main driver of that or was it very much a, a team thing? Well, I think Frankie has a great attention to detail, so I think maybe you had the eye for the... Yeah, but then, then I would say Sinead probably doubled it in size because I remember when we were looking for <laughs> um, we were looking for units and we found um, the perfect unit out here in Axis Business Park 
And um, I remember our first thought was we, we had an initial idea that it was going to be like kind of little indoor sheds. So it was going to be like a little supermarket shed, a workshop shed and so on. And then we found the unit in Access Business Park and we were going, God, it's huge. It's going to swallow it up. And Sinead then turns around and says, great, we'll go two levels. And um, that turned into three levels a year later. Um, so it was really kind of a, a double team. Yeah. And then Priya's ideas as time goes on. Excellent. So Priya is playing an active role and she's actually sitting here beside her parents this evening as well, bursting to get onto the microphone, I think, too. But uh, great to be the inspiration behind the business, is it? Absolutely. What do you think, Priya? Brilliant. So when it came about developing the business then, um, did it, you know, when you first started, did you go straight into it full time? Did you, were you working other jobs at the time? You know, what was that like, I suppose, as new business owners, but also as uh, new parents? Yeah, we, we jumped into it. Sinead full time, yeah. Full time. Sinead was working for the Skill, Skillvec. In the VC. I, in the VC. I was working for Ulster Bank um, for 19 years. Um, packed it in, jumped. Just had enough of what we were doing, and jumped two feet in. I remember speaking to the local enterprise office who were a great support. And I remember them trying to calm us down and slow us down <laughs> a little bit and give us business plans and stuff and tell us to work through those. And we were like, no, 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 we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. So we did do, we did go through all the business plans, tailoring it to exactly what we were going to do. Um, and we took it from there. Did that allow you access then to further funding and, and kind of what sort of funds did you look at at the time? And, and I suppose what was there anything that jumped out that you kind of said, yeah, we might have overlooked that had we not got that steer? Um, absolutely. There was um, it kind of allowed. To be honest with you, it was more peace of mind as well. Like we, we would tend to jump full steam ahead into things. So we had our ideas, we had our notions, we we believed it would work, and we probably never sat down with pen and paper to make sure pen and paper it actually did work. And um, so what the local enterprise office proved us right. <laughs> in one way that we actually kind of because I was just going to say you're ripping up the playbook here for how to set up a business like you know, yeah. just go and do it but I think also there's that entrepreneurial thing that's needed if you if you try to check all the boxes to begin with you probably never open the doors you know in the first place as well when it came to raising funding then did you fund it yourselves or did you go and look through the enterprise office again and use those funds to help you develop so the concept we, we had a certain amount of support from the local enterprise office at the start and um, they're a blessing um, we actually won awards and merit awards with them over the years as well um, which was a fantastic kind of tap on the back to us as well that we're, we're doing the right things and um, yeah certainly the support that we got from them at the start was huge for us and um, plus we had I had left Ulster Bank after 19 years so we had um, savings and we had redundancy packages stuff from that so everything went into Playtown um, or every single cent we had went into Playtown so it was either um, sink or swim yeah. This is a question I kind of put to most business owners who set up businesses in the last four to five years. Nobody could ever, no business plan would ever have been able to predict the two years or two and a half years of lockdowns. Undoubtedly, your business suffered because of that or got, got affected because of the nature of it. What was that period like and what was it like coming out of that kind of COVID lockdown, kind of, you know, and that, those rolling lockdowns that, you know, we all remember, even if we try not to? Yep. It was very tough um, mentally and financially. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I even remember, actually, I remember Anne Marie from Midlands One and Three coming over during it and um, doing a, a broadcast two meters apart with a big long stick and all of us yeah. masks and the microphones and everything. Um, it, it it was it was like for everybody. But what we kind of always said to ourselves was everybody was going through it. So businesses were going through it, but the person sitting at home was going through it. The person out in their um, PAYE workers were going through it. So everybody was going through something. Um, so we never let ourselves think that, oh, it's just us or poor us. We, we just kept going. But we didn't lie idle. Like we painted and yeah. it wasn't like it was all redone again. 
over there keeping ourselves busy you know you have to yeah you could use that period to, to revamp as well and, and obviously maybe go bigger with it too and um, of course you come out of that then and then you start facing into things like you know escalating energy costs too another challenge for any business yeah and funny enough COVID we were only talking before we came in here today COVID actually in a funny way kind of helped us which is a strange thing to say and don't take me up wrong on it but yeah. no I can um, I can I can probably hazard a guess of roughly what you might say on that as well because I know a lot of businesses kind of say the same things it, it, it forces a almost a reflection and review on how you've done business and maybe where you are in terms of you know your maybe your anticipated revenue model or the direction your business wanted to go in so was that what it like did it bring you and say like we need to have a, a look at exactly what we're doing here and, and, and make some changes exactly like we used to have say we had one room for example that had a couple of round tables so you'd hold realistically around eight people um, and then during COVID we had to remove those we had to put in booths that we got um, specially made um, and we had literally screens down the centre of the booth so the two friends could meet each other sitting opposite each other with screens down in between each of the booths then. So that room that held um, eight now holds 30 kids on a school tour. Um, so that was a strange kind of benefit of COVID. And we also went on to, like when we first opened Playtown, we had it on the model of kind of four sessions a day, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, um, an hour and a half for each. Realistically speaking, you could never really implement it. People came when they wanted to come, you wanted the business, you didn't want to turn anybody away. And then can, then COVID made you have to actually have pre-booking. Um, and on, we had to improve our online system. So we had um, 24-hour booking online, um, set times, lower numbers. Um, but in turn now, that's allowed us to actually continue that on. So from before, we would have been open maybe five days, six days a week. Now we're open seven days a week, up to four times a day um, for a pre-booking basis. So we're able to kind of manage costs as well. So that if there's a time when there's nobody booked in, we don't have to be open with the electricity on. Do you think, does the customer prefer that system as well, that they can have that control over when they can go and when they can visit, knowing that they can get in if they've booked? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like there will be the occasion where somebody wants to just walk in and we might be full um, and you never want that scenario. You never want to upset anybody. But I'd say genuinely 95% of the time um, we're growing our business because people like that we're keeping lower numbers um, even still. Um, like our capacity would be around 106 people whereas we would actually only allow in apart from school tours which would be bigger obviously but in a general play experience we'd only allow in around 30 people or maybe 10 families so that every family has their own seat to sit down and every family has their own space um, and I think the majority of people come to us and keep coming back um, because of that comfort factor and security factor because we are a different style of play so kids don't just play and um, families play together so exactly. it's more comfortable for everybody it's clearly working because I mentioned at the start you've picked up numerous awards over the years in the in your in the few short years already, um, including a Tullamore Chamber Award last year. But just basically last week or the week before, you were basically officially crowned as Ireland's Family Venue of the Year at the Irish Hospitality Awards. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. We were absolutely blown away by that, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> um, we even put up a post a week before. You know the way everybody always says when it comes up to awards, oh, it's wonderful to be nominated. And it genuinely is, okay? But this was one of those awards where actually, yeah, it was a pinch me moment. And yeah, we, actually, genuinely, we, we are just delighted to be nominated. Like when I read the category, I must admit, I, we kind of laughed at ourselves. We were up at Dublin Zoo and Emerald Park and Photo Wildlife Park. and then Just I, to be recognised nationally is massive. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and it in turn is brilliant for the Midlands. But what you just said there also kind of reflects what was really evident last night at the Customer Service Awards. Some people won and they were like, I can't believe we won against maybe a bigger mm. organisation and that's really what it's all about. It was a huge boost for something like yourselves when it's, you know, it's yourselves and four part-time employees and of course Priya. It yeah. must be, it's massive. Yeah. Oh, it is massive. And like the, the awards are a great 
kind of patting the back and just letting you know that you're going in the right direction. Like we've won awards with the Tullamore Chamber at the start. We've won awards in the Customer Service Awards with Midlands 103, the Hospitality Awards. We actually won Entertainment Facility last year. Um, or Best Leisure Attraction, sorry. And uh, and then we've we've won with um, the Energy of Family Business Awards. And then, as you said there, the Family Venue Deer with the Irish Hospitality. So it's, it's huge. And the What's great interest. about these awards is you can network with other businesses as well and you're meeting more people and spreading the word. Absolutely. And probably able to just talk to people and see what, you know, how they're overcoming challenges or maybe some part of the business that you might have overlooked or new tips as well. It's always brilliant. But listen, folks, it's great. PlaytownTullamore.ie is the website all across all regular socials too. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google. There's a few TikToks. So there you go. If you're looking at uh, getting your family out, remember, it's not just for play for kids, it's play for the whole family as well. Playtown Tullamore. Frankie and Sinead, thank you so much for dropping in. And of course, to Priya too. And all the very best with the, with adventure as you move forward. Thank you very Cheers, much. Time now for a short break. After that, I'm going to give you some of the updates from some of the winners at last night's Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards. Talk to you very shortly. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Still to come on Taking Care of Business, I'll be talking to Jed Dowling of Dublin Pride because National Broadband Ireland have just led the way basically by completing Pride at Work training with all their employees. Also, you'll have up, I'll have updates from Ray Carlin of Lakeland Kayaks. Ray is kayaking the full length of the Shannon along with Brezzy and a few other people in order to raise some funds for A Lust for Life. It's a mental health charity set up by Brezzy. It is a gruelling and tough undertaking. So we'll get uh, live on the on the river updates from Ray later on in the show. Before that, though, I want to reflect and indeed bring you some of the audio of some of the winners from last night's Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards that took place at a gala event in the Midlands Park Hotel in Mullingar. Overall, 60 awards were given out, including one very poignant and very special award for Tradesperson of the Year. I'll come back to that now in just a few moments. But over 500 people sat down to a fabulous three-course meal in the Midlands Park Hotel. There was endless entertainment from many bands but the night really came to the, what came to the fore on the night was that celebration of businesses of local businesses from around the Midlands you know showcasing what they do best getting recognised by just being on the shortlist alone was a huge achievement but getting recognition for the hard work they do there were many special guests on the night including the judging panel and one guest that was there was the newly elected Cahirlock of Offaly County Council Eddie Fitzpatrick and uh, he took a moment after dinner just to speak to Midlands 103's Sarah Casserly Yeah an excellent evening really really good huge crowd and it's it's great to it's a great achievement for people and it's a great honour I suppose to um, to acknowledge the people here this evening and I suppose their commitment to do to their own counties let that be Lee Shoffley and Westmead I think it was huge and it was great great for all the businesses and all the companies involved Absolutely and it's really good to just have that night where everyone can celebrate Yeah and I mean I, you know even from from the time of the of the dinner you know everyone was really enjoying the, the music and then the singing and, and everyone was really really enjoying that and I thought that was great and it's it was great brilliant. and it's great for people to be out and enjoying themselves also because you know I mean there's a lot of doom and gloom and it's really good to see people enjoying themselves this evening as you can hear there, the music was in full swing in the background as Cahirlock of Offaly County Council, Eddie Fitzpatrick, was talking to uh, Sarah Casserly, one of the earlier winners on the night. They actually took away two awards for Nail Salon of the Year and Nail Technician of the Year were the team from Iris Hand and Foot Spa in Tullamore. And uh, they spoke with Sarah just immediately after getting their awards too. And uh, let's just say it's quite obvious how excited and grateful they were for their award. <laughs> so we don't expect to win twice tonight, you know, eh? so it's very delight. And thank you so much for whoever you vote for us and to our, our lawyer, Cotterman, especially our staff 
Yes, yeah. definitely. And are you having a good night so far? Oh, it's a brilliant night. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant night, thank you. What's been the best part so far, other than winning? The dancing part. Yeah. <laughs> and the food is lovely, like. And you can see a common team emerging. It was a night that went on long into the evening as well because in fairness, there's nothing like being out in the school night. Sure there's not when you know maybe you can get away with being a little bit later into work the next morning. Another winner in the night was John McCann and his team from MCM Accountants. They were winners of the Accountancy Firm of the Year. John caught up with Sarah too after picking up their latest award. We've just won Best Accountancy Firm of the Year. Again. 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 How many times is this? This is the second time. And it's absolutely fabulous. It's great to do it. And thanks very much to all our clients who have actually voted for us. And you know what? It just makes it all. Yeah, it makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Uh, It certainly does, yeah. Absolutely. Sinead Hubble, our head of new sport and current affairs, was on duty last night too. And she compiled a report kind of bringing you some of the people who won on the night, including More Architecture Limited from Mullingar, winners of Architectural Engineering Firm of the Year, Lowcoats.ie from Port Leash, who um, scooped a major, major prize with a, with a, for marketing here at Midlands 103. More about that in just a second. Also, Park Pets Veterinary Clinic in Kinnegad were winners of the Veterinary Clinic of the Year. But this piece begins with Sinead talking to Jack Pilkington, the founder of Clunerl Engineering. And Jack was the winner of the inaugural James O'Connor Tradesperson of the Year Award. Speaking to Sinead after receiving the award, Jack revealed how much the late founder of Fitted Out and Accessible Counselling Tullamore meant to him on a personal level. James's wife, Lisa O'Connor, also contributed to this piece too. And it was a very emotive occasion, very poignant award last night. And... Basically, when as Lisa approached the stage to hand out the award to Jack, the entire room of over 500 people stood with a prolonged round of applause in, in respect to the late James O'Connor and the fantastic work he did both as a tradesman and, a tradesman and as a mental health advocate around the Midlands. This piece begins, as I say, with Jack Pilkington from Clunerl Engineering talking to Sinead Hubble. Absolutely. Um, I suppose, look, looking back, we worked a lot with James there on a few, di- on a few different projects. Um, James was an inspirational man, I suppose, in everything he did, and it's just unbelievable to be awarded with the award we got tonight. I suppose the James O'Connor Tradesperson of the Year, like it's um, it's unbelievable to be actually put down as a nominee for that, let alone shortlist and let alone to actually win it out. You know, so it's an unbelievable night, unbelievable night, yeah. And not only to win that, but at only 24, you've already been in business for what about four years? Yeah. So look, I suppose we set up uh, Clinical Engineering there back over three years ago and now yes it's the 40 year running with that and I had various other businesses before that and stuff as well I suppose so, so look it was always an interest I had and I suppose from meeting James at a young age as well he was always very inspirational in terms of staying going of what you're doing and you know stay positive and stuff and I think that's the main that's the main takeaway message from James um, that I ever got and it was just it's um, look it's unbelievable to be here tonight and to be up for that award it's it's um, that's incredible, yeah. It's an emotional night, but it's it's a great award to get and it's a great achievement to get. I suppose it says it all when I was walking up for it earlier on. Um, really, um, the tears are rolling from my eyes. Like it's um, it's an absolute honour to be to be classed um, in the same category, let alone win um, a James O'Connor Award. So let's talk a little bit about the business. What is it that you do? Yeah, so look, Clinical Engineering, I suppose we we'll do all kinds of steel fabrication um, from sheds and railings and 
gates and different things like that. So we do anything got to do with steel fabrications we do. And we've got a few new exciting um, things up and coming at the minute. Where I've set up a new company actually recently, AgriData Analytics Ireland, and it's kind of ways we're looking at focusing on um, new testing equipment for the agricultural market and predominantly focusing, I suppose, and uh, ag research companies, I suppose, like Chagas and ICBF out there. So. Um, I suppose there's, look, there's new and exciting technology we have coming out in the next six months or that, but um, time will tell, time will tell, you know. Lisa O'Connor, and I'm so delighted for Jack Wilkinson who won it tonight. He's a lovely, lovely lad and actually one of the people that gave us our very first donations when we set up Accessible Counselling. Yes, yeah, and he did some work for us as well, but it's really special and he's so delighted. I'm so happy for him. And I know it must be a very tough night on you. It is, yeah, but like I said, I'm, I'm delighted for Jack and it's an honour mm. to be able to do this for James. I'm so thankful to Midlands 103 for naming the award after him. He was an incredible man who did so much in, in his uh, life. Even he was picking up awards here um, for Tradesman of the Year himself. <laughs> no, and he, he, hated, he hated them all. <laughs> he hated getting dressed up, anyone that knew him. He was so uncomfortable in his suit. But um, uh, he was proud of every one of them, though. He really was, yeah, even though he didn't like the limelight at all. It's, it's lovely to see young tradespeople uh, and a young tradesperson like Jack winning it. And like I said, it means so much to him. Um, and, and I'm so de- just so delighted for him, so delighted for him and his family. Ian O'Reilly, architect, director of More Architecture. Rory O'Reilly, architecture technologist and director. Feels brilliant. It feels like a good return on a lot of hard work and a lot of effort. And how long have you been in business? Uh, five years, six years officially, but a lot longer than that. Mm. We've been gone for, for a good number of years, yeah. First year was hit and miss. Um, building the client base was the hardest part. And then once I think our name got out there, mm. it seemed to flow and it was one project after another, one good project after another, mm. one great client after another. The award is probably proof that we're good listeners, I think, and that Clients generally are our uh, first priority, really. So uh, it means a lot to us. Tonight was great crack. Uh, a wild night at times. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was very interesting, this being our first one. Yeah, very interesting. Philip Keane, Head of Operations in Locals. And there was great celebrations happening in there. Lots of dancing, screaming, shouting. What happened? Asher, we'd normally be very calm. No, we'd never let things get ahead of steam, but I suppose we panicked a small bit. <laughs> I know we're very, very grateful. An unbelievable prize to win 10,000 euro for our business for marketing is unbelievable. We're, we employ an awful lot of people in Port Leash. Um, we take it really, really seriously, and that 10,000 euro make us market a little bit better, make us generate a couple more leads, and hopefully provide a lot more income in the town. So I suppose that's why it means so much to us. It's really, really personal to us. So yeah, we're just delighted. So thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. <laughs> so it means that you can grow the business a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like that, we will put this to very, very good use, and it will not be wasted. And every penny will be accounted for. And hopefully, it will drive more people into our website. We've a brilliant, brilliant marketing team in there. Ten thousand euro to them just makes their life so much easier 
and it will benefit the people of Port Leash, which is the big, big thing. It'll benefit all their families that work for us. It's just sensational, to be honest, which I can't thank you enough. Genuinely can't. They're running out of superlatives here. Because I sound, I sound like the GA player who never won a game in his life. My name's Fanula Fallon, and we're of Park Pets Veterinary Clinic, Kinnegad. Well, it honestly means the world, because we're just away there in a small little clinic. We're independent. We're a little bit out of the way. We've we have a very dedicated team of amazing nurses and animal care assistants and we honestly thought nobody was noticing. So to get an award like this is phenomenal and thank you very much. You were quite emotional when your name was called out tonight. Well yes, I'm, I'm literally 25 years at the coalface. You know, I'm a, I'm a 1998 UCD graduate um, and I've been working probably 78 hours a week for 25 years and I really honestly thought that was it and that like I'm in my own little box and it's lovely to get some recognition so thank you he said 70 80 hours a week how do you do that with an awful lot of help from my amazing team so i've got three qualified veterinary nurses i've got two amazing animal care assistants along with my husband shane and my my in-laws fanny and stan come every tuesday my mum comes every monday i've also got three children they're 11 they're nine and seven so it is possible for women to have a family life to have a balance but it can only be done with you know a village is required to rear children and all also, with a team like mine, you know, they make my life so much easier. And all of my time is just dedicated to treating those pets that come through our door. But without the girls, I just couldn't do it. Because it must be difficult juggling everything as a mum and then trying to build your own practice as well and doing those long hours. And a lot of issues with women is confidence or the doubt that you're failing at something. How do you deal with that? Well, honestly, I just I don't see failure. I just don't know what it is. Um, there is a glass there is a glass ceiling for women I do think it's hard juggling everything but honestly you just need to reach for the stars ultimately my family does come first but my clients are my family and pets my clients pets are their family so for me it is a vocation it's just a way of life my staff my my clients my own family it's just the way I am and so I just I'm an extremely militant time organizer so I delegate very well I think it's about organizing your time and making sure that your time is spent doing what you need to be doing and as a vet you see lots of different animals do you have a favorite one Mm, it might be cats I have got seven cats accidentally I'm only supposed to have two but they keep multiplying um, I love puppies of every breed we deliver a lot of puppies at Park Pets Veterinary Clinic so we're a little bit we were a reproductive spe- specialist and so um, we probably delivered a high proportion of the, of the puppies that are running around this country so puppies and kittens I don't know it'd be very hard to choose between the two Many thanks to Sinead Hubble for that report from last night's Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards. And you get a glimpse there of what it means to people to get that recognition from you, the listeners to Midlands 103, for the great work they do. And I will point out there, the team from Park Pets Veterinary working whatever, 80, 90 hours a week. They work just slightly less hours than Sinead Hubble does here at Midlands 103. Anyway, great night was had by all. Well done to everybody who made the shortlist. And thank you all again for nominating all those great businesses and great people from around the Midlands and giving them that platform to celebrate and to get the acknowledgement for the fantastic work they do. Every single job that those business creates in the Midlands is truly appreciated by all of us and all of you. 
and that is how we build sustainable communities in this great region. Now, time for a quick break. After that, I'm going to look at a new initiative by National Broadband Ireland where they undertook Pride at Work DEIB training with all its staff and they partnered with Dublin Pride on this. So I'm delighted after the break, I'll be joined by Jed Dowling from Dublin Pride to speak about the work that they've done with National Broadband Ireland. And then later on, we'll hear from Ray Carlin as he kayaks his way down the length of the River Shannon. Talk to you very shortly. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Dublin Pride has presented a commendation certificate to National Broadband Ireland, NBI. They're the company basically responsible for rolling out the National Broadband Plan and they gave them the certificate as they were the first company to have completed Pride at Work, DEIB, that's Diversity, Equality, Inclusion and Belonging training as part of its NBI Connected Staff Engagement Programme. Peter Hendrick, the CEO of NBI, said they decided to launch our NBI Connected Colleague and Community Engagement Programme. We knew we wanted to collaborate with Dublin Pride from the start. It's important to us that our colleagues have access to the right balance of workplace wellness, awareness and education and Pride at Work has been a hugely valuable part of our programme. We are delighted to be the first company to complete the course and would encourage others to consider undertaking it so that LGBTQ plus allyship and inclusivity can be fully embraced in more workplaces. To find out more about this partnership and indeed the work being done, I'm delighted to be joined by Jed Dowling and Jed is Festival Director at Dublin Pride. Very good evening, Jed. Good evening, how are you? Jed, uh, absolutely fantastic. This represents a big move, I guess, and, and a sort of a real, another indication of shifting cultures and organisations beginning to become aware of the awareness and the inclusivity that they need to bring to their companies. What was it like for yourselves being asked by NBI to, to get involved in this programme? Yeah, it was, it was really, uh, I suppose it was a great thing in that it showed a commitment beyond just jumping on to the Pride Party. And I mean, the Pride Party is great. It's great crack. It's a great way of showing visible support during June. But the commitment to actually wanting to understand how can we support LGBT workers? How can we make them feel safer at work and feel that they have that sense of belonging? It, it showed that it was kind of, it was a genuine commitment. Um, and it's something we've been doing over We've been doing this for the last kind of two, three years now. We've rolled out the training program and we've got about 130 different companies who've signed up to it. And the NBI is the first one to have completed the, the, full, the full cycle. What does that cycle involve then? Is it individual modules? Is it on-site training? How, does, how is it typically delivered? It's, it's, it's individual modules. So what we've done is we took what were, I suppose, the most commonly asked questions um, as well as the things that we thought were the most important things to know. And we rolled them out initially into eight modules that would be delivered either in person or online. We developed it kind of towards the middle tail end of COVID. So it started entirely online. Then it moved to uh, kind of a hybrid setting, which is what we did with MBI, where we went out to their offices out in City West. Uh, we would have maybe half of the audience will be in person, half will be streaming in from either from home or wherever else they were working. And then each one is developed in a way that it's a, it's a user-friendly, judgment-free type workshop. So we, we give a presentation on each of the subjects and then we, we throw it out to the group to, to ask any questions they want to, discuss any points they want to, so that they can get a kind of a, a better understanding of the lived experiences, not just of LGBT people, but kind of the lived experiences of a lot of minority groups, especially when it comes to their experiences in the workplace. 
when it came to formulating those modules, you, you mentioned that you tried to answer the kind of typical questions you were getting. What were those type of questions and how did you then meet or how did you represent those in terms of the, the content being delivered? I suppose the, the, the first big ones are people wonder what that whole LGBTQIA plus means. Uh, sometimes we get called the alphabet mafia. and I know it's meant as an insult, but I kind of like it. Uh, but that was one that we wanted to kind of address is what everything actually means so that we can take the kind of the, the mystery out of it that you know these are all very simple things so we can we developed a couple of training sessions around that so what the terminology means what the difference is between sexual orientation and gender identity and what all those flags we have mean um, and then we kind of dived in a little bit deeper at some subjects that weren't necessarily specifically lgbt but had a slant to it so we looked at what does actually, what does diversity and inclusion in the workplace mean? Because that's another bunch of letters that have been thrown out to a lot of employers where it's, you know, the DNI or DEI or DEIB. So we kind of, we, we went into that as a kind of a broader subject of why diversity and inclusion is important and what the benefits are. So not just in terms of what the social benefits, what the, the staff benefits, but right down to the brass tacks of how much money are you going to make by doing this? Like, what, what do the figures show? Um, and then we looked at some kind of other kind of broader subjects, like understanding unconscious bias, um, how we can get a grasp of that and how it can help us in our lives. Um, and then out of that, I suppose we kind of, we built it out then into kind of a, a structured system so that you'd be able to say, well, if I go through each of these modules, um, I'm going to have a really well-rounded view an understanding of LGBT people, but I'll also have a really well-rounded understanding of what diversity and inclusion actually means. I think that's a it's it's so worthwhile because you mentioned there the alphabet uh, mafia, but that that could be that term could be applied to a lot of kind of corporate lingo at this stage between things like ESG and CSR. I'd, I'd understand people can get lost at many levels in terms. I think absolutely that definition and that raising awareness of what each term on its own means too is hugely important. The course then, if um, companies are looking to do it, then does it take long? Or I suppose what would be a typical kind of length of time for companies to participate in the course versus what NBI have done in order to receive the certification? So most companies would do it over three years. So generally what would happen is that we have a partnership program where people become partners with Pride at Work program. They, they do maybe one or two sessions a year. So normally, normally they do one during Pride Month because it's Pride, you want to do something. Um, and it's a good way of having a meaningful engagement because not everybody wants to go to the parade. Um, people have different views and opinions, but they still want to learn. Uh, so usually people do one session during Pride Month, one another time of the year, and they naturally over a three-year period will complete the, the course. What MBI did, um, it was actually eight sessions that we did with them, is they did one a month. So we, we launched there last year, and then we've done one every single month so they they completed the whole session or the whole the whole cycle in a much quicker period and is there a cost associated then with it for companies or is it on a kind of a contributory basis that they might uh, make a donation back to yourselves uh, so there's a cost to it um, as with all things everything costs money um, so basically we have a pride partnership package which uh, includes your two two training sessions and then uh, various other other benefits that come with it that's two and a half thousand euro a year 
and then the additional sessions cost a thousand euro each but there's a discount on it for existing private partners but what we do to support small businesses so to support small and medium enterprises and we kind of find that is if you have a business that turns over less than a million euro a year you're a small or medium business um, and we subsidize the fee right down to 750 euro a year which includes the full benefits of two sessions a year that's that's excellent as well. I think that's that's a, you know, a lot of people listening as well would certainly be in that category of the small to medium business. And because I think people there is definitely an appetite. People are beginning to ask questions around how they can get involved because this doesn't apply to your, just your employees. This applies to all the stakeholders, those customers, those people. These businesses are also interacting with on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what happens sometimes is there, there can be a misconception that. Um, if you want to support a specific community, that you have to agree with everything they say, that you have to then, you know, you've got to come and join the Pride Parade, you've got to do, and, and that's not really the objective at all. The objective is that we all want to understand each other so that we can all respect each other. So education is a big thing. If we can invest in education so that we can understand people, then we're able to get along better. We're able to, we're able to have better communities. Um, and even when you think in a workplace context, like work is a community. Um, like, you know, we talk about the LGBT community or the community in the Midlands or, or wherever, but work is a community itself because that's where we spend most of our time. So investing in understanding our work colleagues, it, it's just, it's a good idea. Absolutely. And even more relevant now because we're seeing kind of a seismic shift in how we do work. You know, lots of people who maybe previously worked five days in Dublin or indeed had to live up there coming back down into the Midlands communities too. So I think it's important that message gets out. Jed, how can people find out more about the training programme or indeed sign up if they want to get involved? Uh, if they go to prideatwork.ie uh, or they can email hello at prideatwork.ie. Uh, they can get involved. And as I say, although it's been, it, it was started by Dublin Pride because it, you know, we've been doing the parade for 40 years, we've been engaging with people for 40 years, we, we wanted to find more meaningful ways, but now what we've done is we've kind of, we've taken it to be its own entity so that people can have that, that this is purely an education and training element, um, so it has its, it has its own identity. And Pride at work that I go to there, you'll also be able to see a list of all the different companies and organisations that are taking part in the training. Fantastic. Well, look, many congrats on, you know, and, and fantastic to see organisations like NBI take this on and, and become leaders in completing the full programme, getting that certification too. And thank you so much for coming on as well and getting that message out and uh, opening that door as well for smaller companies and SMEs to get involved and, and deliver that training. Jed Dowling, thank you so much for that this evening. All the very best. Yep, thank you very much. Have Jed, a good one. Absolutely, thank you, Jed. Jed is the, uh, the Festival Director at Dublin Pride. Again, if you want to find out more about that, as Jed said, uh, their own very very own website there, or you can drop them an email to have a very short break after that. I'm going to catch up with Ray Carlin and check in and see how his body is doing following another, what I can believe, by looking at a recent post by Brezzy, another gruelling and brutal day on the River Shannon. That's coming up very, very shortly. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Lo and behold, it has finally happened. Technology or phone uh, signals are just letting me down here a bit. I'm going to try and get Ray Carlin on the phone. Ray, along with Brezzy and a team of other people, are, as you probably were, kayaking the full length of the River Shannon. They're after completing day five. And I've just twigged a post on uh, Instagram there from Brezzy. And I think he describes it basically as being another 
brutal day on the river. Um, it throws up many, many challenges. And the guy started training for this about 14 weeks ago. Um, I'm trying to get Ray on the phone there. Obviously, where he is, reception isn't great at the minute. Um, it's cutting in, it's cutting out again. So it's not answering at the minute. So what I'm going to do maybe is try and see, can I take a very, very quick bit of music? See, can I get Ray? We're trying to organise an alternative number on it. If not, what we might try and do is grab him off air, do a little bit of a pre-record and stick that out on social medias later. It's a fantastic initiative. They're raising money for a lust for life. It's a, char- it's a charity set up by Brezzy. And the goal is to organise mental health training for all children of school going age. And again, last night at the Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards, we saw full well the impact that mental health has on people and the recognition that a man like James O'Connor got as being that champion for mental health across the Midlands. The guys are trying to raise a lot of money for a lust for life in order to roll out that programme into primary schools as well. Um, still not happening there, so let's take a small bit of music um, from none other than Mr. Brezzy himself, Mr. Niall Breslin. Have a quick listen. I'll see can I get Ray and be back with you very, very shortly. Been trying to get Ray by text there. He can text me back, but I just can't get him on the phone. They're somewhere along the river, Shannon. They're five days in. And um, if you just check out like their Instagram posts, both Lakeland Kayaks and indeed Brezzy's own feed, you get a sense of the grueling nature of what they're undertaking. Brezzy has just posted, why do we pick a river for the rising, as they call the challenge? Because just like life, rivers can be beautiful, but sometimes brutal. Today, it was brutal. We got battered by Loch Derg. People warned me about it, but I didn't think it was going to be as rough as it was. The weather hit so hard and we were expecting the same tomorrow. In better news, our fundraising is going so well. Thank you to all who've donated and you can donate on the link that's attached in their bios across social media. As I say, they're raising some much needed funds for the Lust for Life in order to roll out that mental health training within schools all around, not just the Midlands, but across the country as well. So credit to the boys for doing that as well. Um, Unfortunately, just phone signal in wherever they are at the minute has just led us down there. That doesn't take away from the, 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 what they're doing and the scale of that challenge as well. So fair juice to them. And if you can get involved and donate there, please do so. We might try and pick up with that on the station maybe later in the week too. They're due to complete the challenge on the 6th of July and uh, it will be gruelling. And indeed, I'm sure they'll need some good uh, TLC and rest and recuperation after that. That is really for um, tonight on Taking Care of Business. And thank you to all this evening's contributors, to uh, Jed Dowling there from Dublin Pride, speaking about the training that is now available to workplaces including a special rate for smaller businesses too in order to bring about that training Um, also to Frankie and Sinead O'Reilly from Playtown for coming in as well to speak about their business which started six years ago around the same time their daughter Priya arrived and they wanted to do something different and they've certainly done that they've created a unique play experience for children and they've picked up many many awards both locally here and of course some nationally ones recently as well and um, you know it's been uh, it's been fascinating as well you know bringing all these stories and of course all those stories about the fabulous winners of the Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards again showcasing the very best of what the Midlands have to do I had the privilege of being there last night and to see 500 people on their feet dancing to Dickie Donnelly Entertainment was a sight to behold as well RTE's uh, Hugh Wallace and the famous architect was definitely captivated by it and really enjoyed his time in the Midlands as did we all that's it for tonight thank you all for listening I'll talk to you again soon Joe Cooney will be here after news at 8 o'clock stay safe and talk to you all next week Taking Care of Business returns next Tuesday at 7pm with the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business.